0: Welcome to Other People's Lives, a podcast where each week we speak with an anonymous stranger that we found on the internet who we think is interesting. I'm your host, Joe Sanegato.
1: I'm your host, Greg Dybeck, and this week's
0: episode is brought to you by Upside, the best new way to buy business travel. Go to Upside.com. Every time you buy a trip at Upside, you save a ton of money, and they give you an Amazon gift card worth $100, $200, even $300 every time, okay? They bundle your flights and hotel together for one low price. Bundled pricing saves money, especially on business travel. So Upside gives you free Amazon gift cards. I don't know how they can afford to do that, but that's (laughs) awesome. I guess they're doing well, right? Not only do you get to go on a trip, but you get a $200, $300
1: $300 gift card. I'm trying to think of all the trips that I can plan out for the rest of the year, book them all at once, and just rack up like $1,000 for Amazon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like we're trying to cater to this thing but i mean this is a no-brainer i feel like this sounds like every way that you would buy like flights except now you're getting two hundred dollars back or whatever and now that we're done with that greg what do we got today
1: today we'll be speaking with a woman who sent us an email that was titled a story about discovering a web of lies surrounding me so talk about clickbait right
0: yeah i was just like what does that mean
1: So we open the email, and the message reads, I have an interesting family story that I've been trying to share for a long time. I grew up in a family that lied about their biological relationship to me for 13 years. From 13 to 18, I went on an intense journey to discover the truth. I would absolutely love to share this story on your podcast, because I believe I was put here to help others, and I'm wasting my story if I don't use it to make a difference what i know that sounds like her whole family vague. was like
0: like they lied about who they were
1: right so i think one of the reasons why we decided to use this as an episode is because we've gotten a few emails like this yeah that's like people sort are of- saying my family has just completely lied to me since i was born hello hello Hey, how's it going? This is Greg and Joe calling from other people's lives.
2: Hey, guys. How are you?
0: Good. How are you?
2: Uh, Doing very well. It's my first day off all week, so I'm very happy today.
0: Well, that's always good. Uh, So we just read your (laughs) email that you sent us. And uh, I'm just kind of curious what you mean by your family lied about their biological relationship to you for 13 years. What exactly do you mean by that?
2: All right. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely a hefty story. Um, so essentially, without getting into too too much detail right at the beginning, um, I was told from the ages of like when I was born until thirteen years old that my grandmother was my mom, that my mom was my sister, and that my uncles were my brothers. That's what I knew.
0: Why? Do you think they did that?
2: Um, that's a really interesting question. Uh, <laughs> I have learned since I turned 13, I'm almost 25 now. I have learned that when you tell yourself something is the truth for a really long time, no matter what someone else tells you, that will always be the truth. Um, if you were to ask my grandmother, she would have sworn up and down that, my mom was not ready to be a mother um if you had have had have asked my mom she says that my grandmother took me away from her it, it really depends on who you were asking in my family no matter like no matter who you asked it didn't make sense
1: so just to back up so you were told your grandmother was your actual mother and then you said yeah. your uncles you were told were your brothers yep So
2: yeah, it makes no sense. So everyone
0: was in on this?
2: Yeah, I mean, okay, so to backtrack a little bit, what had happened was uh, many, many, many years ago, my, my grandmother and my grandfather they met and uh, in England. My family is originally from Ireland, my grandfather's from England. Um, they met, fell in love, got married, and uh, my grandfather decided he wanted to... Make a uh, a business of his own, a heating and air conditioning business. Mm-hmm. Um, so the plan was to move to Manchester. So they moved to America, and they had my two uncles and my mom. Uh, my mom is the youngest. Everything was going really, really well, and then unfortunately, my yeah. grandfather died from uh, died of cancer from working on those old machines with the asbestos. Mm-hmm. Um, and my grandmother knew she could not take care of three kids by herself. I mean, her own backstory in itself is really detailed with abuse and neglect, emotional, physical, mental abuse, all of it. Um, So she fell into a really, really heavy depression, and they moved back to Ireland where her siblings were so that they could help her take care of my uncle and my mom. Um, And then after that, there's a lot of, it's, it's really ridiculous. It depends on who you ask you ask my grandmother she tried everything that she could to make sure that they had really great lives if you ask my mom she was neglected if you ask my uncles, they have their own story it, it all kind of goes back to my family i will never get 100 percent truth no matter what the situation is even if it has nothing to do with me um so fast forward a while from the time that my um my mom the youngest was seven years old that's when they moved back to ireland They lived there until I was born in 92. So my mom and my dad met in 1990. Um, And then they had me. So that's when everything kind of gets flipped. If you were to ask my grandmother, my dad wouldn't, didn't want anything to do with me. I was told that he worked in the hospital the day I was born, didn't want anything to do with me. My mom says the same thing. So that's what I believed. I believed that when they told me when I was 13 years old, they told me, oh, yeah, your father is, you know a piece of shit, doesn't want anything to do with you. He's abusive. He's a drug addict, alcoholic, everything. It took from 13 until 17 to really allow myself to open up to the idea that my family are storytellers and I will never get the 100% truth from anybody. And because of all of that, there's been a lot more of an effect on my life and how I conduct my everyday life and all the things that I've gone through because of this, like... I don't want to say neglect, but this... They just can't tell the truth, pretty much, is the essential bottom line of it.
0: Wow. So
1: this is a lot to unpack.
0: Yeah, it's it's just... it's. I just don't get why, you know, why would they do that? And I feel like it's a hard thing to lie about for oh, so yeah. many years with so many people involved
2: oh yeah no it's I mean the way that I've had to kind of unravel everything I mean when you're 13 years old the
0: way that it happened
2: was um my grandmother watched a lot of Christian broadcasting there was a, a Christian channel called T, uh, TBT or something like that I don't remember but there was an episode on that just so happened to have a little girl on there who called her grandmother mom I thought it was really interesting because from the time I was born until 13 years old, I had a wonderful relationship with my mom. I had really, really, great relationships with who I thought were my brothers and a wonderful relationship with someone I thought was my sister. I thought everything was great. I mean, I went through normal, you know, really messed up childhood bullying from the kids in the neighborhood, no big deal, but like family life was fine. They told me that my father died before I was born at this point before I knew the truth. So everything was fine, and then when your world gets flipped completely upside down when you're 13 years old, it was one of the biggest, like, one of the biggest shake-ups I've ever had in my life. Like, oh, hey, just so you know, I'm not actually your mom, and uh, your sister is your mom, and all these people in your life that you, you thought were one thing, they're not. So oh, this... and by the way, your dad might be alive.
0: So is this something that you had to find out for yourself, or did, did the day? Did they just start telling you and if you did if you did do it on your own what was like the first sign where you're like okay this isn't right like I need to dive deeper into this and you started figuring things out
2: You know that one was I was like a really naive and innocent 13 year old like I don't know how in the world I didn't figure it out everyone else in the neighborhood knew like I live in suburbia you know just outside of Chicago like this is white
1: people USA over here that, not rich but like everyone in this neighborhood knew how did did they know me. did they know um, because the it was
2: my...
1: obvious or did they but know I... because they were told
2: like, oh it was totally obvious like... because,
1: because I was gonna ask I don't know how old your grandmother is but the, I mean all family dynamics are different but oh yeah did it look well, strange that she was so much older okay
2: yeah, it, it. I should have figured it out a long time ago. And I'm sure my family did say, like, hey, this is kind of weird for her. To say, I'm her sister, I'm actually her mom, but we're keeping it a secret. But I should have started putting pieces together because I would, you know, I would find cards. My family holds on to everything, so i find cards that were from me when I was younger to my grandmother or something. And it would say, like, Happy Grandma's Day or something. I'd be like, oh, why does it say Grandma's Day? Like, oh, we bought the wrong card, no big deal. Little things like that I should have picked up on, but I never did. But when I did, when I was told how everything just kind of actually was, I was, I kind of turned into an investigator. Like, I had to start doing all the, like, the the deep digging to really find out what was going on in my family. Nobody wanted to tell me anything. Nobody wanted to be truthful about... Oh, well, you know what? Your mom was kind of a party girl, like... She may not have been ready to be a mother. And the truth about my grandmother was she had so much neglect in her own life while she was a child like she felt like she had completely messed up with my uncles and my mom i'm assuming that i was kind of like her start over kid like you know thinking about that 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 years down the road when so much of the resentment is gone that now it makes sense but when you're 13 years old and everything gets completely turned upside down like the depression that you fall into is not a joke
1: yeah, I could imagine. I mean, do you consider this psychological abuse almost? I don't know how I would handle finding all of this out.
2: I mean, it changed a lot for me. Um, from 13 to 17, I I really started trying to figure out who my dad was. Um, as far as I knew, they we weren't sure if he was still alive. If he was, he was probably back in Ireland, where I was born. I was born in a small town called Derry, which is two and a half uh, hours outside of Dublin, north. Um, If he was still alive, he was probably there, Uh, but they held on to this whole thing that he was abusive, he was a piece of shit, he was just the worst. And I think that in itself, like, I have a journal full of letters to him that I'll never show him, of the worst things that I could possibly say. Like, how bad was I that you didn't even know me? I wasn't even born yet, and you left. Didn't want anything to do with me. And the fact that they told me that he was in the hospital working the day I was born, but didn't come up to see me, like, that that small fragment is one of the things that really messed me up the most was I was going through a lot of bullying when I was a kid, and, like, I thought my family life was fine. Like, you come from a really, really, like, Strong Christian family, like my uncle is a pastor, which is the whole reason we moved back to America because he wanted to start a church. You come from this really strong, faithful family, and then like, oh, we've all been lying to you. Like, oh yeah, it messed. I'm still dealing with repercussions today. A lot of it.
0: Do you have a hard time trusting them with anything now? I feel like if I found out my family's been lying to me about who they are, anything they say to me, i like, yeah, right. I don't believe shit that you're saying.
2: Oh yeah, I. I have a really hard time nowadays with people just, just tell me why, like, there was a, a guy I was talking to years ago, and we weren't officially dating, but you know, we were getting close to dating, and he just disappeared, and I had a really, really, really hard time with like, okay, can you just like, I don't care if you found someone else, that's totally fine, I'm happy for you, but please just tell me why. I, I had a best friend for 10 years, and twice she just upped and left. I mean, she lives in, you know, another state, so I can't just, like, go to her house. But the whole thing is, like, I don't care if it's bad news, if it's going to hurt me. Like, just tell me why. And I struggle with that today. Like, even at work, if I'm getting written up or something like that, they won't give you details. Like, that is what I struggle with the most is, like, I've been lied to and not told why for so many years. 25 years later, or not 25 years later, but 25 years old, I'm still struggling with, like, I don't care what it is, like I don't care if it's going to hurt me. Like you don't understand how much I just need to know why. Like I have a really hard time trusting people. I have a really hard time believing people when they say they're being sincere because I thought my family was too. And I mean, I understand now that sure, they were probably doing it to protect me. Like but, my grandma was they they protecting that you I didn't from? Go to school.
0: What were they protecting you from?
2: I don't know. I really don't. I my grandmother didn't put me into school because she thought I was going to get bullied, but I was bullied just as much in my own neighborhood, and I ended up having to get my GED because I couldn't finish homeschooling. Like, they made a lot of steps. I don't know what they were trying to protect me from. But it Do you think that could just be a, a
0: another way. lie? Like they weren't just trying to protect you, and <clears throat> they didn't put you in school. Like, I don't. It just sounds like I don't know. Like, what could they possibly be prote- protecting you from? This just sounds like kind of. I don't even know, just sort of, it sounds insane to me, like, it just sounds like, uh, I know, I know, it was like I a game, or, or, so, or sort of, like, they just wanted to mess around, and be like, let's just, like, make up a bunch of lies about, you know, who we are, blah, blah, oh, blah, yeah. it just, so it's like, I was protecting you from something, but what were you protecting me from, and no one's giving you a straight answer, it makes me feel like, why, then that's a lie, too, you know? Yes. Yeah,
2: no, I, I mean, trust me, I'm the one living this life, I... You're hitting the you're hitting the nail right on the head. Like I and like I said, it all goes back to when someone tells them tells themselves something is the truth. When you create a world in your head for long enough, it becomes the truth no matter what. Right. The only people in my life that I have consistently gotten what I believe are truthful answers from uh, are my two uncles. My mom. It's hard to really believe what she says. I mean. I I just, I'll never know because, you know, my grandmother passed away eight years ago now and she, to the, you know, the end of her days swore up and down that what she said was the truth. My mom does not have the same story as my grandmother. And so their stories conflict
1: each other. Yeah. So your, your grandmother just always said she was your mother and she, she never changed that story.
2: Well, my grandmother was really gung ho on... The mom wasn't, you know, she wasn't ready to be a mother. She didn't want to be a mother. She was too busy partying and being with oh, her friends. Right, and the right. that and the other But that's not
1: what your mom says.
2: No, my mom says that my grandmother took me. Okay. Like, my grandmother thoroughly believes that, you know, it was a godsend moment that the nurse put me in my grandmother's arms and not my mom's arms. My mom, to this day, every time, you know, we have a couple drinks together, it's like, if I had the chance to raise you and this, that, you know, I was like, I understand that. But I'm 25 years old now, and I can't go back and change the past. So, where, And I have to be honest, you know, I had a really great life.
0: Right. So where was your mom when you were growing up?
2: Um, so when we moved to America, it was my two uncles, my mom, my grandmother, and I, we all moved into this one house. And they kind of had a plan, like, all right, nobody's going to go off and get married right away. We're going to try and pay off the house in, like, five years or something. Well, my—we said we, like, joined this church— my one of my uncles found a wife right away my mom found her husband right away um so they both moved out so it was just one of my uncles myself and my grandmother living in this house
1: i don't know Uh, if uh, i was just gonna say i don't know if you ever answered it but um your father did you ever end up finding him or getting in touch with him yeah,
2: yeah um so when i was 13 i started looking for him and um I was checking everything that I could. I mean, that was before Facebook was big. I was still on MySpace. But I was checking everything, death records, birth records, newspaper articles, international phone records, everything I could check. Um, And I had no idea what I was doing. Like, there was nobody I knew who was going through something similar. I mean, Google wasn't as, you know, as quick and updated as it is now. Like, I tried everything I could, and I could not find him. I knew his name. I knew his last name. I knew what his nickname was. I had no idea what his birthday was. I knew what he would be if he was still alive, but nobody knew if he was even still alive. Um, so I searched from 13 to 17 as much as I possibly could. And then, funny enough, we were actually kind of cleaning out some of the stuff in this house. And we found my mom's, uh, my biological mom's old address book. And I realized that I was spelling his last name wrong by one letter. So I uh, typed it into Facebook right away, and up pops this picture. And it's a picture of a guy. Standing in a beach, um, jeans, steel toe boots, leather jacket, with a cigarette in his hand, and I just looked at my uncle. I was like, is this my dad? And he said, I, I can't be 100% certain. I'm pretty sure it is, though. So I, I called my mom. I was like, hey, can you get on Facebook? Send her the link. And I just really sternly said, is this him? And you could hear the hesitation in her voice. Um, and she kind of gave me, well, it's been 20 years. I, I couldn't be positive, but I think it is him. Mm. So my heart starts racing, obviously. Um, I sent him a message on Facebook. And at this point, I had found many other people with the same name living in Ireland that I sent you know, messages to. So I'm sure there's at least three or four men somewhere in Ireland who think that they have a child in America when they actually don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I sent him a message and uh, just asked if he would have known my mom from 1990 to 92. Um, and if he could reply back, that'd be great. great didn't answer so a few days later i got antsy sent him another message saying like look you know this is my name this is my father's name we've never met i'm not looking for like a relationship if you don't want one i just want to know if you are him and if you're not him if you know that's kind of what happened and he responded back saying like oh my god yes i'm your father i can't believe you found me so i found him seven years ago
0: so what's your relationship with him and your mother and, you know, the rest of your family like today?
1: And were the stories about him uh, true or also lies?
2: I mean, that's the thing. I have a wonderful relationship with him. I actually have five siblings from my mom over here and I have five siblings over there and we just, you know, introduced our first nephew into the family over there. Like I have wonderful relationships with everybody, but it's the same thing with my dad. Like, His whole side of the story is also completely different. His story is that he was with my mom throughout the entire pregnancy. They were together for two years. And whenever, I guess, my mom was eight months pregnant, they were all living in an apartment together in Derry, which is in Ireland. And he said that the last time anybody saw my mom was my grandmother came up to the apartment and said, hey, it's time to go. And then she packed her bags and that was it. They had me, uh, which would have been a month or so later they had me. And he never saw me, and then he swears that we left right away because apparently he went to the house that we were living at and none of our stuff was there.
0: Okay.
2: That contradicts with what my uncles say because we didn't move to America until three or four months later. So we wouldn't have had anywhere different to go. So it's just more contradicting, that doesn't make sense stories. So and then s-
0: multiple people are lying here. Everyone has a different story, yeah. so it's like you don't know who to believe. You should almost hook all these people up to a lie detector test and find out what the hell's going on. (laughs) I
2: know. I mean, to add on to that story, funny enough, whenever they had told me about, you know, my whole, whatever, my dad situation when I was 13, my mom had told me that, hey, you might have a sister over there, And I didn't think about that right then and there. Like, the thought of like, wait, how would she know? Did not cross my mind until years down the road. So when I did find my dad, I was like, hey, um... I was told I might have, like, a sister, and he kind of told me that, oh, yeah, that was a possibility, but, you know, I had taken a Um, DNA test when she was born, and they didn't tell me anything, they just told me to go home. So, I was like, oh, okay, whatever, no big deal. And then, two years after I found him, so about three, four years ago, he had called me, He's like, hey, remember that sister you had talked about? She kind of, like, showed back up again. But it wasn't until, like, I really started thinking about it. I was like, wait, how did my mom know that there might have been another kid? Because this kid would have been born after me, after we left. It didn't make sense. And then I found out my sister is only seven months younger than me. So my dad's story of being with my mom throughout the whole thing doesn't make sense because he would have cheated on my mom. This is all,
0: Mm. like, it never ends it never ends. There's always something. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, imagine
2: imagine living it.
0: I can't imagine. I you know, I feel for you. I feel like I'd rip my hair out trying to figure this out and everyone's just kind of has their own story about it. It's hard to see it's hard to, you know, believe one thing over the other.
2: Yeah. I mean I I had a really great life though. Like I did competitive horseback riding. I played soccer and softball. I had great friends even though know, I mean everyone got bullies to deal with. I mean, some of the bullying that I dealt with was pretty messed up. I mean, when I found out that I was kind of adopted, I started getting bullied for that because, you know, kids are dicks and they find anything they can to make fun of you for. Right.
0: But, so you were
1: bullied but, specifically because of this?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, a few times. I mean, other than that, it was, you know, basic other things. Like, ha your hair is stupid. Like, oh, cool. great, Great joke there, guys. Like... Uh, You know, kids are dicks. They make fun of you for the stupidest things. But, like, I had a great life. I mean, after I was told about, like, oh, I'm not your mom type deal, I mean, the relationship with my actual biological mom changed for a while because she was really upset with my grandmother. She wanted to be there when they told me. I don't know why she wasn't. I don't know why my grandmother chose to tell me at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning some random day. It made no sense. A lot of dynamics changed.
1: It almost makes it harder to to digest. I feel like because they're in your mind, these are still good people who raised you, and like you said, you had a good life. But then you find out all of these lies. That must yeah, be yeah. No, I mean really I, tough to deal with.
2: I it is. I mean, honestly, I I had a lot of resentment against my family. Um, I I put myself through a lot more than anybody put me through anything when I, you know, when I was going through the midst of it from, you know, 13, I would keep wanting to say 13 through 17, but like, in all honesty, you still struggle with depression and bad thoughts in your head. I still struggled that, with that till, you know, I'm still struggling with it, but it, the worst was 13 through 20. Like I started smoking cigarettes when I was 15. I was buying cigarettes at a gas station where, you know, no, nobody carted me. I was smoking a pack a day. I started a lot of different ways of self-harm, cutting, uh, you know, binging and purging, taking handfuls of ibuprofen, not eating for days on end, like anything that I could control. And I think that's like something a lot of people don't really understand about depression and self-harm. Sure, there's a lot of people who do things that have to do with self-harm for, you know, attention. But in my personal opinion, whenever I was going through it, it was the one thing in my life I could control. I could control how much I was hurting myself, not how much other people were hurting me.
1: Right. So how did you finally begin to reason with this? Was there a point where you sat down with your mom and your family um, and just told them how you feel about all of this? And, I mean, what's your, what's your relationship with them now?
2: Um, I, I mean kind of backtracking a little bit my grandmother and my mom were consistently only ever telling me bad things about my dad the only ever good thing they ever told me was that you know he liked to go dancing he worked as many jobs as he possibly could um and that was about it but uh, there was a lot of bad mouthing and all that kind of stuff and I got to a point where I had to tell I had to tell them both like look I don't know what his story is just like I didn't know what your guy's story is like I can't hear any more from you until I hear something from him matter where he is if he's alive or dead I need to hear these things from him I'm not going to listen to you guys talk trash about him anymore and that was kind of where I had to stop that and I when I found my dad I had no expectations of having a relationship with him when I found his Facebook I went through his profile pictures and saw he had kids I was like ah you know great he's got a family okay well he's definitely not going to want anything to do with me and I put that in my head right away and then he welcomed me with open arms and I had braced myself for living life a certain way. Like, if I find my dad, he's not going to want anything to do with me. He probably is a piece of shit. I'm never going to have a great relationship with my family here, blah, blah, blah. But it has taken so many trials and errors to really just, like, understand that I will never, ever get 100% truth from anybody. And even if I did, I wouldn't believe it.
0: Do you think you're, you're still on, like, a hunt? Like, you're still actively trying to find things out about them? Or you have you just, like, been like, whatever, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm not going to, like, you know, kill myself over it. I'm not going to try and find out anymore. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's a little bit of both. When I, I actually just got back from Ireland and went to go meet my my first nephew for the first time, and my dad's um, ex-wife, who is the mother of my sister, um. She tells me up and down every time, like, anything you want to know, I know all the answers to. So, I mean, I catch myself, like, asking her questions, like, okay, what do you think really happened? And, uh, you know, she would tell me about how during that time in Ireland, it was called The Troubles. Like, England was fighting with Ireland. There's a a song called Zombie by the Cranberries. That song is about that town where I'm from. So it's Sunday Buddy, Sunday by U2. Those two songs are about the town from, you know, there's a lot of guns and violence and Thanks fish. Like my dad was in the midst of that, like partying in the streets type deal. And she kind of made a comment, like he might not have been ready to be a dad either. Like he was kind of busy doing other things almost, but I don't, I don't know. She didn't ever say that word for word, but that's kind of the vibe I got. And I think I always kind of be a little, a little investigator because I, I love hearing people's stories. That's why I was, like, super excited when you guys announced this podcast, because listening to different people's lives and stories is so intriguing to me. But almost when it's your own family, it gets really tedious, because you you just never know the truth.
1: So you mentioned in your email that you want this story to help others. And I mentioned uh, in the intro, in the beginning of the show, that we got several emails with similar subjects where people are saying that their families have lied to them or their mom wasn't their real mom Uh, why do you think this could be common
2: i wish i knew i mean I, i i really i i don't know i mean there's a there's a show called um long lost family and i am crazy about that show because just listening to like the reasons why people just aren't ready to be parents or it, it, it blows my mind. Like I can't consciously think of when I have a child, like making this pretty elaborate world up for him. It's almost like the story of bubble boy, like that movie. Right. It makes no sense. And I, I can't possibly think of ever doing that to my child, but I'm also not in any circumstance that maybe my mom was in or other parents are in. Like there are so many um, contributing factors that it happened to people i think one of the biggest is the stigma around like sex cells and sex this sex that like people are having sex really young which is means you know they're having kids really young realistically are, are people really ready to be parents and i mean if you look at um health and like help that parents get new, you know in other countries what does America give you? Like one doctor's visit, like a month after the the kid is born and that's it. You're on your way. Like here's the internet. That'll help you. I mean, that is insane. There's not enough help with new parents, which puts a lot more pressure on new parents, which creates a lot more situations where parents are having to give kids up or like having to, you know, find someone who can help them raise this kid. And then it creates this whole different situation, this whole different world.
0: I do agree with that. I do agree with that. But at the same time, I definitely don't agree that the answer to that is lying about who everyone is. Like oh it's, no! It no. sounds like this is like the Truman Show if you've ever seen that movie, where like everyone knows what's going on except one person, and it's just like yeah. it just seems completely unfair.
1: Except this story makes that movie seem like a kids' film. Yes, yeah, it's,
0: it's it's. I mean,
2: what's the real reason for anybody lying about anything though? Like, it's because of guilt. You lie because you feel guilty. You lie because you're trying to cover something up. And I I know what I know about my family, and I have to trust that that's that, and I can go on my merry way and live my, my little life and know that when I grow older and I have my own children, I can only do better for them. Like, there's no point in me holding resentment towards anyone.
1: So you do um, want to have a family I, of your own one day?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I... I can't wait to have kids someday. I mean, nowhere now, like, Jesus Christ, I ain't ready for that. But like someday. Yeah. And I hope to build a better relationship with my mom. Like I, I do not call my mom mother. I call her by her first name because it was like always your sister, you know, your sister, so-and-so it wasn't your mother. So-and-so, whereas I call my dad dad because it was like, Oh, Oh, your father, such and such. It's a weird dynamic. I don't feel comfortable calling my biological mom mom because in my head, my mother died eight years ago, which was my grandmother. And I hope someday that I can be comfortable doing that. But more than anything, when I have the opportunity to reach out and share the story, like I've been trying for a really long time. I've been trying to write. I tried doing a couple videos on YouTube. I I tell my story to anybody who asks, but the problem is like, it's just figuring out the best way to do it. But I, I really, really thoroughly believe, like I said in the email that, We all have stories, and we're wasting it if we're not sharing it. I don't understand why, you know, more people don't talk about these kinds of things, because then it wouldn't wouldn't be a stigma. It wouldn't be something to hide behind. Like, I want nothing more in my life than to use this weird, messed up, unfortunate story that I've thankfully learned from and grown really strong from and I'm completely okay with now. I want to use it to help other people, because I put myself through hell. The self-harm I put myself through, the depression, the the mental issues that I still go through to this day, all of that that I put myself through because of what I was put through, there are so many ways to avoid it. And I don't think necessarily all the time just going to talk to a therapist who hasn't been through that situation is going to help. You need someone who's going to be right by you who has been through these things or at least similar things. And that's all I want to do. I just want to help. I want to help people realize that it's okay to not be okay
0: well I think that the fact that you are able to tell this story and you come off as completely like secure with yourself and strong so I think you are helping people just by telling the story on the podcast
2: well thank you I mean I wouldn't say strong necessarily I mean there's a lot there's a lot that I go through I mean I people still self-harm in their own ways I don't cut myself anymore, or take pills and anything like that. But, you know, we all, we all trash talk each other and, or ourselves. And there's still things that I do. Like, I'm working on my inner strength. I'm working to be able to look at and just accept who I am. I mean, not accept and be okay. You know, accept and want to strive to be better. Um, but I, I think I'm strong enough in the sense that I've been through it. I've been through the worst of it. Life is getting better slowly and slowly. Like, yeah, I'm 25 years old. I don't have... The greatest you know i didn't have the life that i thought i would have when i was 25 but who really does like still learning still growing and as long as i can take this and make it into something that is worthwhile and not just waste my life with it like i think i'm winning already as long as i just keep progressing and keep talking to people about it
1: right i think that's an amazing message and it obviously takes a lot of courage to even share this story but i think it will help a lot of people
2: well, I, I hope so. I mean, I, I really do. There's a lot, we're in a day and age where there shouldn't be as much bullying. There shouldn't be as much lying and all this kind of stuff as there is, but it almost feels like we're backtracking a little bit in the world. And through everything that's going on, like all the big, huge things in the world that's going on, like people need to understand that it's it's okay to try and put yourself first sometimes because you if you're not okay, you can't make the world or other people okay. You can't look for love or satisfaction or completion from someone else. Like, you have to be okay before you can make anything else in the world okay. I think there's a lot of people that can make this world a lot better as long as they take the steps to heal and grow and, you know, push further.
1: Right, you have to uh, put your oxygen mask on first before you help the person next to you sometimes.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Was that an airplane reference? Yeah. Oh, God that
2: definitely was an airplane reference <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh well we just want to thank you for coming on and telling your story really appreciate it um very interesting um, and I, I hope that you, what
2: i actually wanted to thank you because i listen to your podcast basement yard and like your therapy session videos or uh podcast or like any of the podcasts that you do where you're just kind of sitting there talking to yourself about how like you've been doing, you know, you've been putting videos online for online forever. And it took a lot of strength and persistence. And I mean, one of my jobs is a delivery driver. So I listen to your podcasts every time they come out. And I just want to thank you for that because I mean, I, I love watching YouTube. I, I'd rather watch YouTube than television. And I think being able to just be honest and open and raw about the strength that it takes and how far you've come, it, it's really, you know, it's really great. So I just want to thank you for that.
0: Well, I appreciate you saying that. But well, I appreciate you. <laughs> well, aren't we just a bunch of nice yeah, people yeah. here? <laughs> um, but yeah, um, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, thank you so much. And I'm sure this story is going to help somebody out there who's listening.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I wanted to have like a channel, all that kind of stuff set up that I could like kind of shout out, but I don't have it ready right now. Um, so as soon as I can get that, set up, maybe I can tweet it to you guys and you guys can kind of shout it out for me.
0: For sure. Yeah, we'd be happy to share that.
2: All right. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it.
0: No problem. Thank Thank you you again. Have a good one. You too.
2: Bye.
0: Dude. I. What do you say? I can't imagine... Going through Something like that You know what I mean I didn't even know Shit like that existed I didn't know I didn't know that existed
1: It would just affect So many aspects of your life After you find that out
0: Yeah because then you're like Wait Because then it makes you Question other things Like I mean I really don't want to give People ideas about You know What to think But me personally I feel like if that was me And now I just found out All my family members Are not who they say they are I would just kind of apply that to other parts of my life and be like, all right, well, is this what I think it is? You know what I mean? It's like, what do I actually know then? Right. It's just like, it sends you down a fucking path, I feel like. It's just, oh, God.
1: It also makes you realize how dependent so much of your life is, especially when you're born and growing up, um, just based on the family that you're born into. Oh,
0: yeah. Whatever you're told is what is what you become.
1: Yeah. That makes me realize how lucky I am and
0: oh uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, growing up I like, you know, I resented my parents. I mean, not really, but like, you know, you have those moments where you're kind of just like you think you know better blah 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 and then you I mean, now at this age you can look back and be like, you know, thank God. You know, and I understand why they did certain things whatever. You really are whatever those people tell you. If they tell you like you know, something completely false, but they tell you it for the, for your whole life, it's, it's the truth. It becomes your truth, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, to find out that these people who have loved you and t- took care of you your whole life are not who they say they are, it's just like, why would you do that?
1: Yeah, and then she has such a hard time shaking it. Like she said, in her mind, her mother died when her grandmother died because right. you're learning that at a young age the same way you're learning anything. That's like trying to teach yourself that, if english is the first language you learn that that's not a real language like you can't that's what you use yeah, to communicate yeah
0: that's it that's all i know it's just and i don't understand how you know we asked uh why do you think they lied to you and it's like you know they said it was pro- protect me from what i don't know if you like if they had an answer for that like i still think it's wrong but i could understand if they were like um you know, the mother wasn't ready to to have a child. So, and they didn't want to make the mother look bad when the kid was born. So they said, okay, this is your mother because she's able to take care of you, the grandmother. Mm -hmm. You know, I understand that. I still think that's terrible and it's wrong and you shouldn't do it. It's the easy way out and whatever. I just, I hate it. But, if you can't even say that now when everything's out in the open and be like, what are you protecting me from? And you can't, you can't give a reason. It just makes me think there was no reason.
1: Right. There's they no one truth it. that she's going to come to. And yeah. that's the most frustrating and part. And how
0: about the whole fucking family <laughs> with this mentality where it's okay to lie to someone who is clearly struggling with all this. And even then, no one can still tell the truth. Right.
1: Can you we have family still, on the show? Like, yeah, oh like my you God. guys are
0: still lying. Like, stop being selfish. It's not about you anymore. You don't realize what you, what you are doing, or, or have what you've they done. just
1: lied so long that that's the truth that they know? I, they're probably not even lying in their minds at this point.
0: No, I think they are. I think I think they are. I think they are lying, and I think they know that they're lying. I think that they're afraid to say that they were wrong. This is like a pride thing you know someone's telling the truth and other and most of the other people are lying and none of them are ready to be like i was wrong i was lying this whole time they're afraid to have that conversation with her even though she seems like she just wants the truth she doesn't care about you know i'm not trying to get into an argument she doesn't resent
1: anyone anymore. right i
0: just want to fucking know just tell me and you can't do that like dude that is the biggest i mean uh, I, don't I want think to trash the, talk this girl frankly, <laughs> but it's like that's such a fucking piece of shit thing to do to somebody.
1: I mean, her biggest obstacle is probably going to be going through life knowing that she won't find that answer. I mean, yeah. think about on a much smaller scale, um, like breakups or getting ghosted, or when someone won't give you an answer to why they're yeah, doing something went, like, and that frustration that comes with that. Yeah. But Imagine your family or yeah. the people that it's you're like still seeing It's like when someone tells you,
0: if "Someone tells you, like, oh, I need to tell you this thing," and you're like, "What?" You're like, "Oh, never mind." Never <laughs> mind. And you're like, "No, fucking tell me," you know. And this is times a, a thousand that she's getting this. It's just, it's just absurd.
1: Well, I'm glad it seems like she's going to use that to make a family of her own one day and be, yeah, then be you don't a have great to fucking parent. fucking
0: worry about that. You, you know, now you have an example of what exactly not to fucking do when you have your own family, because that is just. It's terrible. I think it's one of the worst things you could do to a person. Yeah. You've completely
1: shattered. I think that is abuse. That's psychological of abuse. Of
0: course it is. It's, I think it's worse. It's, it's, it's way worse than, you know, I'm going to think about it later and it's going to get worse and worse to me. You've completely shattered a, like a whole part of this person's life. Maybe their whole life, you know? It's fucking crazy. Why would you do that? And all it takes to fix is just telling the truth now. That's all she needs is just tell me the truth now. And no one can fucking do it. Hook all of them up to lie detector tests. And whoever lies, you punch them in the eye. That's, <laughs> that's how you fix it.
1: Uh, isn't it crazy how angry we feel right now? I'm and so
0: angry. I'm so angry.
1: what she went through. I know. I and feel is terrible. And through. I'll never
0: know what that feels like. And, and, you know, I feel for her. And she thinks she isn't strong, but she is. She is strong. You're able to talk about this. If it was me, I can honestly say I would just... I would be hitting my family members and shit. Like, I would be... I would go crazy. This girl is very strong. And I'd be out. I would have left
1: the day I found out. Yeah,
0: I'd be like, the fuck? You people are crazy. Like, what are you talking about? And you guys still can't tell the truth? Good. You guys can all be fucking liars together. I'm going to go start a family. Get a dog or something. All right. <laughs> Sorry. God and uh, i'm not gonna keep i'm just repeating myself at this point but anyway if you guys have a story or you know anything interesting you want to talk about definitely go to oplshow.com hit the contact form send us an email if we think it's right for the show we'll reach out try to schedule something and uh, if you want to follow me on twitter it's at joe Sanegato. greg where can they find you you could find me at greg diebeck you can follow the show
1: at oplshow and when we find out Uh, Her channel information, like she said, we'll definitely share it. So anyone who does want to get in contact with her can do that.
0: Right. And that is all. Thanks for listening.